You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Well, hey there, and welcome back. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the Private Label Lawyer. Now, in this episode, I speak with Karen and Neil Gortzman of Private Label University. These two are great friends of mine, and they're so much fun. They really provide some great insight on China and private labeling, product selection. We even hint on politics a little bit, the future of retail, how to protect your supply chain so competitors don't steal them and a ton more. So get ready for a lot of fun and some laughs. And another thing is that this podcast went about an hour. So we ended up breaking it up into two parts. So let's get started with part one. Hello, everyone. I would like to welcome everyone to the podcast today, Trademarks Made Easy. This will also be a video on YouTube. But I want to welcome today Karen and Neil Gortzman of Private Label University. They are two very good friends of mine and colleagues, and I'm so excited to have them on the podcast and YouTube for this interview. We're going to be talking about product selection specifically, but there are a ton of different directions that this conversation will go in and it's going to be pretty organic today. So let me talk with you all a little bit about Karen and Neil and their background. It's pretty awesome. Karen and Neil Gortzman are founders of Private Label University and the best-selling authors of Private Label Secrets and creators of the easy-to-follow, step-by-step signature process, The Private Label Blueprint. And I will put a link to their book, Private Label Secrets, in the show notes. For more than three decades, Karen and Neil have been private labeling products for some of the largest retail stores around the world making them two of the most experienced and successful private label experts you're going to ever find. Neil dove into the private label industry way back in 1983, when he joined his father's wildly successful brick-and-mortar manufacturing and importing company. After learning the business from the ground up, Neil committed himself to distilling everything he and his father knew into a step-by-step program that could be used to easily and consistently identify, source, and private label products for any company in any industry. Neil taught the system to Karen in 2004 when she was a dental hygienist and looking for ways to make extra money. Revenue from her new private label business quickly eclipsed her meager salary, making it an easy decision to quit the dental industry. She joined Neil in his mission to help entrepreneurs and business owners leverage private label products. Once a strategy available only to retail giants to scale their companies and increase brand recognition. 
Karen and Neil still use this finely tuned system every single day with clients with their own private label products. They have personally private labeled 879 products that have sold and still sell in over 600 retail stores. They've been taught the system to their children, and now their kiddos run an Amazon store that is producing over 30000 a month in revenue. And yep, they are earning enough to pay their way through any university they choose. That's pretty awesome. Now Karen and Neil are ready to help you do the same. At Private Label University, Karen and Neil know the hidden secrets of how to find the perfect product for your business. Create it the right way for you and get it on the right platforms, not just Amazon, <laughs> to reach up to 600 times more clients than you're reaching now. They've also tested and identified the key steps required to sell millions of dollars in private label products on your own website, on Amazon, and other online marketplaces, as well as in retail. That's quite a bio, guys. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here, and I want to welcome you all to this interview. I really appreciate you all being here. I know that the insight that you're going to provide in this interview is just going to be above and beyond. It's going to be so tangible, and I know that there will definitely be some takeaways for people who are paying attention. So thank you so much, and thank you for being here. And what did I miss? What else do I need to know about Karen and Neil Gorsman? I, I think you have it all. I think we're done. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Susie, for um, inviting us here on, on this podcast with you. It's an honor to be here with you. We love working with you. You've done such amazing work for us and for our clients. And we're just so happy and honored to be always collaborating on new projects with you. So thank you for inviting us. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Welcome aboard. So tell me a little bit about Private Label University and how you all started this particular business. Because obviously you all have your own business of doing private label products yourself and now you're teaching others. So what happened? Where did that come into play? You just wake up one day, you're like, we're making money. We need to teach other people how to do this. Well, I think Anil can talk you know, about this as well, but it's a good question. And it's a question we get asked a lot. You know, Neil has been doing this private labeling products and been involved with products internationally, not just China, internationally around the world. So many times, you know, he's, he came from the retail industry. So working with Walmart and Michaels and Toys R Us and Hobby Lobby and Dick Blick, all these big companies and private labeling products for them and private labeling his own products and then into those chain stores. And it was kind of that hidden secret. Like you couldn't talk about it. Like no one wanted, you couldn't say, hey, I'm private labeling products for Walmart because then Walmart would be mad that Neil was disclosing that they weren't doing it or that it wasn't just, you know, their, their um, invention of or creation of a product. So um, it was kind of the secrecy rule that when we would private label products for companies, we couldn't share this 
idea with anyone else. First, it would cause competition for these companies because if we taught everyone how to do this, then everyone would be doing it just like now. But times have changed, and Neil can talk about this, but when we first, said, I'm going to do it now, but when, when we first started, there was no internet. Like, you know, internet was kind of new. Selling online was, was new, but we were doing it before that time, before Amazon, before having your website and, and bringing people over and doing e-commerce. So it was kind of something we could keep a secret. But then all of a sudden that entrepreneurial bug popped up and everyone was starting entrepreneurial business and selling online. And we thought, you know what? They're not doing it successfully or it's taking so long for them to do it. Our strategy works flawlessly. That's why we've been doing it for 35 years. It pays off every single time in every single industry. Let's share this. We get asked all the time, can you teach us? Can you show us? And Neil would say, really, we're going to show people how to do this? I can't show that. You know, Walmart would be mad or these companies would be mad. So how it started was I said to Neil, I get asked all the time if you will help people. And in 2004, as you mentioned, I private labeled my very first product. I mean, I knew nothing about products. I knew nothing about private labeling. And I private labeled my very first brand. And like I said, I didn't look back from there. It brought in money. And it was fun and I was doing something on my own and I had my own brand and I was creating a legacy with this business and it was so rewarding. So, so many people saw what I did and what Neil had taught me, they wanted the same. So I said to Neil, let's do it. Let's start teaching people. You know, I know, you know, Walmart might be mad or these other companies might be mad, but this is what people are asking for. You have the knowledge, the skills, the background. I do too. I went through it. And if I can go through it, gosh, you can teach anyone then, right? So we created the private label university to do just that. Teach people the skills, the process. We took 35 years of experience and 35 years of mistakes and positive results, and we put it all together and created the private label blueprint. It's literally step by step by step how to find the perfect product. And that's really the biggest challenge I think most people have is finding that perfect product. But find the perfect product and then put that in place in, and the steps in place so that they can see results and create a business. And again, it all starts with that perfect product. And that is the most challenging thing because what a perfect product to me that sells really well, that does really well, put in your hands may not do the same thing. So there's certain things you really need to understand about products. I mean, Neil knows products. Do you want to? Make I know products. And and what as Karen mentioned, the, the whole secrecy issue. You know, I've done trade shows around the world, showing my products and then just showing general products. And when I meet with chain stores, whether it be Walmart, Michaels, and Hobby Lobby, they'd come to my booth and they'd, they'd see my products and I'd say to them, well, why don't we do it with your name on it? And they'd say, well, what do you mean? Well, I'll private label it for you. And they would say, well, well don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody you're making it for us. So of course, you know, there's always confidentiality between, between doing business, between companies, but then you'd have an individual retailer, maybe someone with one brick and mortar who'd come by the booth and saying, wow, I really like that product. I like your brand. I'd say to the, the individual retailer, well, what about having your brand on it? So again, explaining that everyone can private label. And that's how Karen said, how more and more entrepreneurs, people that were walking the show would say, wow, I really like that product. And I would introduce the idea of private labeling that product for them with their brand on it. I think a lot of people just didn't know that they can do it. It's like 
you know, a songwriter, you hear an amazing song on the radio, most of the time, it's not written by that, the artist, the predict- right? Yeah. But you don't know that. Right, so you think, oh my God, they're great and I love their songs, but it's actually written by someone else. So it's kind of that same thing because they didn't want you know anyone to know that they weren't writing the songs. But now everything is very open. Everyone's learning all these different strategies and private labeling is not a new strategy. It is a strategy that has been around since the beginning of time, literally since the beginning of trade private labeling has been around. And we just took the strategy based on our knowledge and experience and network. And we have a huge network, I mean, 35 years worth of of vetting out amazing people that we've then just created a process that works every single time. Mm -hmm. So tell me one of your biggest success stories for one of your clients. Like you don't have to mention names or their actual products, but I'd love to know sort of the people that came to you that maybe they had to take out a loan or maybe they weren't super confident in this, but then they went through your program and came out the other side with this. I love success stories. So you have some amazing stories of, again, I just want to share that this is not a formal interview in the sense that I got questions before from you. I mean, we, we're on the fly here, right? Oh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's want to talk about two. Yeah. Well, and it, I guess because I've been so involved with products and again, coming from the retail background, so introducing the products to stores, there was a, a company that had developed a special kind of paint uh, and it was a paint for going on fabric and fabric painting was really big in the 80s for the puffy shirts and the three. Oh, I remember. I remember. So that was, it was called puffy paint. I and rock some puffy paint shirts. So the, the de- <laughs> you know, decorating your shirts, your bedazzling. How about the word bedazzling? Oh my gosh. I think I wore it to a new kids on the block concert. So. <laughs> exactly. so I was involved in actually getting that product launched. And the gentleman who had invented that product had worked for a number of different companies trying to come up with different chemicals and had this idea of this product to put on fabrics. And he thought, you know, the textile industry, the rappers, the, the groups, the music groups, uh, people decorating, it's when people were more involved in, in cottage industries and making products in their home. So he developed this product, went to a trade show, and he thought he would show, and he rented this little booth with just a tiny little sign, not really representing his name. And because I was always looking at other trade shows for products and people developing products. I saw this product and because I was involved in the art industry very heavily, I saw this product and right away a light bulb went off and I thought, wow, this could go into many different categories. And I met with the gentleman. He's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with the product. And, and I want to just jump in. This was a company at the time, a one man show out of his garage. Out of, out of his garage. And the the product wasn't even really private labeled yet. It was just a product that developed. Yeah, that, right. that he didn't even really know what, bottles. what to do yeah. with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was Neil who actually, when he launched, he means to he introduced the idea of private labeling. Actually, put your brand on a product. Right. And right. then build from there. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and he no, he just thought, well, I'll just sell it and then. You can do what you want with it. And I said, well, come up with a name. Let's take a name to it. Let's launch it. Let's get it out in the industry. 
Yeah. And the name, and it's still there. And, and then from there, it just developed. It's been sold a number of times. It's been sold for tens of millions of dollars and the brand is worldwide. So it's, That's it's amazing. Yeah. So that from is- making his garage to a name brand. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been lucky enough also to work with companies like Martha Stewart, uh, Walmart, you know, Michael's Toys R Us, those are names we always kind of throw around, but to be able to develop products from them. And a lot of these companies started off not as big as we know them right now. They were much smaller back then as we helped them take um, an arbitrage product. If people are, are familiar with the word arbitrage, where you take an already existing brand, purchase it at a lower price, and then resell it for a higher price. So a lot of these retailers were doing just that, doing arbitrage, going to a wholesaler, buying it wholesale, and then reselling it. But these are other people's brands. It wasn't until when we started getting involved with these companies and teaching and sharing private labeling to have their own brand, When this is when they started growing. And they started seeing that the loyalty and the people coming in and coming into their business was people who had that loyalty because of the brand. And that's what's key, especially now, like times have changed in business. Like before the internet, we go into a store and you go into the store and you have all these different brands and you knew what store to go into. So like if you're going into Michael's, you were looking for Crayola crayons, you're going in there getting it. Now there's so much more competition because of online. There's so many places that no one has that real loyalty to be going into a retail store or going into an online site and going back to to get something unless it's a private label brand. And that's why we encourage retailers online and offline to be adding private label brands because that's how you're going to build your loyalty of people coming back. Same thing with Amazon. And we love Amazon to to launch a a business and to launch a product because it's easy to get in front of, but that's not really where you want to be. You're not going to make money there. I know you hear all these things. You'll make millions with 10 cent investment. You'll make millions on Amazon. (laughs) It's really not there. It's just a way to another place to get your brand recognized, but it's what you're going to do with that after. And that's kind of what we focus on. And building a brand, as you know, especially a private label brand that you have control over, then now people are coming back to you as opposed to doing something like arbitrage. So, you know, the biggest success for us is to introduce this strategy to the retailers. And that's why a lot of these retailers you see have their own brands, like Costco has Kirkland, right? Like these new brands or these these private label brands. And because of that, the companies are growing and they have grown to what they are now. You look at, you know, when we're working with them 30, 35 years ago, little different right Mm -hmm. but it's because of private label brands that they have created such uh, an impact and people know and this is what i harp on all the time they learn to recognize that brand name attached to those products like kirkland and they keep going back to costco to get those products so I feel like that really goes hand in hand it's it's huge reason i wanted to talk with you all today about this people want When they have their own businesses, their own brands, people learn to recognize that brand and they keep coming back for it. Now, I would would be curious to see what the Amazon data is with respect to whether people are actually searching for brands on their platform or the just the generic product. That could be interesting information to have, but I think it really drives home the point that 
Amazon's not a place that should not be your home base to sell your products. That's a, just one of the many platforms that you should have in addition to your own e-commerce site, which is super important, obviously. And we, we always harp on not having an Amazon-centric platform or, you know, business because it's, because it's so dangerous. There are so many places to sell your products. Amazon is just one. Now, Amazon is big because everyone hears about Amazon, everyone's shopping on Amazon. I think I get daily deliveries from Amazon. But there are so many other places that you can sell your products and sell them at higher volumes and have more of a profit margin than at Amazon. But it's an easy go-to and it's an easy place to kind of get up and start it. One of the things I do want to mention is that there's many, many people out there, many courses out there that teach you how to start an Amazon business. And what you're learning is how to navigate Amazon. Amazon does a wonderful job when you do start selling on Amazon, educating for free mm -hmm. through their university, Amazon University, yep. their central university. They do a great job. But a lot of these programs out there are teaching how to start a business on Amazon. And you're learning Amazon but you're not learning the essential skills of business and products. And I don't care what you do on Amazon, you're not going to be successful if you don't have that. If you don't have the right product picked for you, if you're not private labeling properly, if you don't understand pricing and retail, and, and I'm talking retail because one of the biggest mistakes that people make is pricing their product on Amazon and then trying to scale their business, they're screwed because they didn't do it right the first time. So all these things are so important. The foundation, selling on Amazon is the easy part, but that's I think what's getting a lot of people so confused is people think Amazon, I wanna be on Amazon, Amazon business. That's not a legacy business. That's not a business that's, it's a short lived, get a product, get it up there and cross, cross, cross your fingers yeah. and yeah. then you're done. And then you're back to where you started. So, you know, you have to really understand that. So Amazon is a great place to get started, but it's really a difficult place to be making millions. There are so many easier ways and easier places <laughs> to be making money. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that um, those profit margins on Amazon have really been cut, like with all the different, you know, fees for this, fees for that, you know, oh, you want enhanced brand content, whatever, or you want to enhance your listings, or you want to take part in transparency, there, there are all these little things that Amazon does, it just kind of chips away ever so slightly at those profit margins. And at the end of the day, we're sellers on Amazon are renting property, right? They're renting their place on the Amazon platform. Amazon is that evil landlord and <laughs> they, they act all night. Nice. It's like the casino, you know, the casinos, everyone, everyone sees all the money going out, but they're yeah. paying out, but yeah. they don't realize there's 10 times as much coming in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we call it the Amazon stock market. Right. <laughs> the Amazon stock market, I like that. I like that, people, people don't realize all the, all the ways I mean, that don't let me wrong. It, it's a great place to get started and get people. People will go to Amazon to look, but even in our personal businesses, I mean, the majority of our income, our revenue that comes in is actually not from Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's actually from the other, the other places. The other places. So, but people need to understand that, that when they're, you know, you're signing up for something or you're educating yourself on stuff, you know, to start an online business or an Amazon business, you're getting just that. 
you're getting the information on maybe how to start it up or how to do that. A lot of that information is free, but you're not understanding the beforehand, the foundational part of, of the business because that's what's going to make you money. Mm -hmm. Proper product selection is a huge, huge right. selection and how pricing. and how to, and pricing and how to work with pricing. suppliers and manufacturers. And it's not the stuff, you know, and I'm not talking just China anywhere, right? International business and even national business. And that's one of the things that we really, really, really focus on, especially when we do our live events. You've been part of our live events and our upcoming live events as well. I mean, we don't hold anything back. I mean, we walk through the blueprint with you, implement, and we discuss all this and we set you up. We share our, our team and our resources, the ones that we actually use in our business. You get to work with our team in, and, and have them support you in your business. But what we're teaching is the process, the foundation, creating that foundation so then you can take it online or you can take it retail or you can take it to Amazon. But if you don't have that foundation and all those steps and those pieces in place, it's, it's a mess. It's like everyone's giving you pieces of the puzzle, but you, you can't put the pieces together, right? You're missing a piece here. And let me tell you, if you miss one piece of that puzzle, it could cost you a ton of money. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, someone who wants to become a surgeon. You can go through your 15 years of medical school, become the best surgeon around, or you can maybe, oh, I see a quick course for three days and I'll be a master surgeon. It just doesn't happen. You have to have, you know, you have to have the experience. You have to have those interactions. You have to you have, have, to have a process right. and a system. You can't hold back pieces. So it could take like 35 years like we did, or you could do it faster and learn from people who <laughs> And just learn from people who have done it a couple of times. Right. At least a couple. <laughs> and that's the scary thing. Like, you see these people, like, do you want to be the guinea pig and learn from someone who's just learning the process themselves and they're learning through your, you and you making all the mistakes, the costly mistakes? Or, do or they've, done it, a, they've done it a couple of times successfully and it's like, woo, I'm suddenly an, an expert, right? It's like, no. oh, I might have just gone lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 35 years, we've seen some doozers of mistakes. <laughs> Right. So, let's talk about that. That's a, I have that in my notes. You can either talk about or both one of the biggest mistakes that you've seen and or just in general, what's what are some of the biggest mistakes that you you see in this in this space that people are making? Mm. Price. Honestly, I, I, I think the biggest mistake that people are making are, are really not vetting out the information they're receiving and from who they're receiving it from. Like we had someone who had, I mean, they were, oh, I, I saw this on YouTube. Or actually we had someone, I'll actually use this example. We had someone actually last week who had called us, got on a call with us and said, I just wanted to tell you I've been following you, everything's been great. But I signed up for a different program. I took this program and I followed it and I made a million dollars. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. How can I help you? That's great. I'm glad, you know, this program, someone else's program worked. I think that's great. But how can I help you? And they said, well, here's the thing. I actually ended up investing 1.7 oh. <laughs> into my program. So I, I, mean, I look at Neil and I go, okay, did I hear that correctly? No, yeah, those numbers so are... So you didn't make a million dollars. You actually lost $700,000. <laughs> so I said, well, what happened? They said, well, part of the program is you have to do this, you have to do this, and they were sharing all this stuff with the program. And I'm looking at Neil going, they're not what? teaching right. you what you need to know to grow and build a business. They're teaching you 
how to do, I guess, marketing and, and these, these sneaky little stuff through things that are not legal. I'm not going to talk about, but not legal, especially with a lawyer here on the call. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was crazy. So he said, tell me, I made a million dollars, but I spent 1.7. Okay, mm -hmm. you didn't make a million dollars. And that's what I'm talking about. These little things that you think you're doing, shortcuts. you're not reeling these yeah. shortcuts. That was just crazy. But as far as some of our stuff, I mean, we've made mistakes along the way. Look at, we've been doing this for 35 years. Mistakes are going to happen. Yeah. Right? We've had some doozers, um, which we talk about at live events. I'm not going to talk about it here, but one of them, I mean, we almost got deported <laughs> originally from Canada. But it was just because of a simple document, document. That, yeah, that just was... <laughs> It, it was overlooked. It, it was filed. It was just overlooked. Yeah. So like little things like that, like literally, like I thought, oh my God, we're getting shipped back to Canada, right? Like just little things that we've seen a lot of things. You, you all were getting deported back <laughs> to Canada. Okay. I thought maybe Canada was like deporting you to the U.S. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like crazy. You know, we've seen, we've had, we get calls all the time where people are getting shipments in and their shipments are seized and they're seized because of what they're hearing online or what someone taught them. And these are being taught by people who don't have the experience. I mean, Neil is very well vested and connected. experienced and connected with customs, with now immigration, with all these things that, that have to do with building a business and a product that is really, really important that you need people around you that can help you with this. Otherwise, you know, you have issues. Like we had a, a company that called us, actually it was a one-man show also, just followed some process, started bringing stuff in, things were seized, and he was fine. Wasn't it $60,000? $60, $60, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Shut down his business. Yeah, doesn't do it. And it was because you just didn't have the right information. Like I said, there's so much noise out there that it's really difficult to know what is what and is this real and is not real. So advice, vet the people. If you can't talk to the people, like we have our doors open. Like if you want to call us or you want to set up a time with us, you want to private message us, we're not like celebrity people like hiding behind things or thinking You have a physical location. Yes, and we, we, we want to help. We want to be able, you be able to ask us questions. When we have our mentoring, like we, we mentor a handful of people because just Neil and I, and we are vetted and vested in your business. So we're always doing stuff within your business. I mean, it is, it's open door. It's not like there's, we want to make sure that you have access to us personally. I know where you live. Does that include your house? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but the, the point is, it's, it's really important that you under that you're able to meet and speak directly and work directly with these people. Otherwise, like they, you know, you don't know. And we're the ones involved in it. Yes, we have a team, but and everyone has their place in their team. But it's us that you know is working because a lot people don't have the information that we have. And, and I think yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, and you need access to, to that. I, I was just going to say, I think along the same lines, the fact that you all have the connections and a lot of experience in just direct sourcing from, from China and those connections mm -hmm. on the ground. You all like have boots on the ground in China. Oh, which yeah, we have a we have a company in China, but it's not just China, right? Everyone, it's again, it's the politics and everything. Everything is China and Alibaba, and I'm going to order. You don't have to just purchase from China. Actually, a lot of our products are actually not from China. 
They're from different places in the world. How many countries have you been manufacturing 25 products? 25 different countries. 25 different countries manufacturing for companies, for ourselves. So there are so many other opportunities. But again, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and it's China and, and then now they're an expert. I mean, we do an event in China around the Canton Fair, right? So we teach you before the event international business. And let me tell you, it's different. There are a lot of little nuances, right? So we teach that, and then we share with you our personal international team. They fly in from all over the, the world, over the country, and then they pair everyone up. And then we all together get really personalized training on teaching you how to be successful at the fair. Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to do the same thing, but we're talking, like Neil's been going to the fair, has even exhibited at the Canton Fair since the 80s. Looks good, doesn't he, right? <laughs> the 80s, right? No one can say that, no one can do that. And that's one of the things I think that makes us different is that we have so much experience and resources and network that makes us different than anyone out there. And one of the things is we don't hide. We don't hide our brands. We don't tell you, oh, I can't tell you what our brand is because you might steal it. You know why, Susie? Because you protected it for us. <laughs> Good. I've, I've filed a few trademarks for you guys. So that's what I'm saying. Like all those other people, it just it's just not real. We're very open about that. And we, we just have the experience that a lot of people don't have. So you can go to China and you can learn about Amazon, right? You can go to a live event and you can listen to speakers sell you stuff or you can get it done. I mean, that's the thing. We just we want to we want to see you successful. So we're going to give you everything so that you can be successful independently. Mm hmm. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me, Neil Gortzman and Karen Gortzman of Private Label University. I hope you love this podcast and I hope you found it of value. Now, in our next episode, we're gonna dive in to part two of this interview with these two crazy cats. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And remember, never stop learning. Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, errors can occur. And thankfully, like us, the laws are ever evolving. <laughs>